0: This episode brought to you by Iron Galaxy. Video Ball. Is a piece of electronic entertainment. Video Ball. Is a sport you can play. Video Ball. Is a sport everyone can play. Go play. Video Ball. More info at VideoBall.net. The holidays are here and the temperature is dropping. But things are heating up at the North Pole. The North Pole. <laughs> Brixton, Nebraska's number one holiday-themed gentleman's club, the North Pole. The North <laughs> Pole. Formerly the Halloween Express, the Brixton Strip. We've got presents for all the boys and girls. On the naughty list. DJ Chernabuggy will be playing Hans Trap music all night, every night. Eat your heart out with Featured Dancer of the Month, Wendy Go. Delicious. But ladies, we haven't forgotten about you. All the way from Iceland, enjoy 13 straight nights of The Yule Lads. <laughs> Tonight, ladies, get your meat hooks into Ket Croker.
1: You log into our website for the fuel schedule. And from 8 to 10 o'clock every night...
0: Snickle is here to give you beer.
1: The Schnickel Brewery beers are half off, while everything else is all off.
0: Oh yeah. Our beautiful ladies have hung their stockings by the chimney with care. And everything else. The North Pole. The North Pole. <laughs> so dash on down to meet our lap dancers, prancers, and vixens at the North Pole. The North Pole. <laughs> Located in the Brixton Strip Ball, formerly the Halloween Express. Come see what's in our stockings. Hi everybody. Hello!
1: Welcome to Blurry Photos.
0: Indeed. And by the way, I hope you had a great <laughs> Christmas. Let's just get that out there. Let's just whip that out right away.
1: You know what? You're hedging you're hedging your bets, and I respect you for that because that has been the schedule till now but yeah with any luck we can get this out by xmas
0: well then then double down everybody down double downtown i don't know welcome to
1: blurry photos i am david flora i am dave stecco hope you are uh preparing or prepared properly yeah for
0: saturnalia xmas
1: the longest <laughs> night of the year. Yeah,
0: it's uh, Wednesday the 21st in case you're wondering. Yep, it's coming up. I, I got to tell you, I don't know. I uh sometimes I feel like it's not going to catch up. <laughs> we just got to push. Uh, I know. Got to push it real good. Bam.
1: <laughs> <coughs> 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 <good>. Bam <coughs> <coughs>
0: <coughs> uh, it's a <Christmas>. ding <coughs> it's christmas real good (laughs) yeah you can just put the words you want i hope you guys are having as much fun as we are well
1: we we definitely have a fun show lined up here for you
0: yeah this was we had a show lined up and then uh, flora called a brilliant audible i called two audibles Double Audible. Dottables. Dottables. Yeah, yeah. I was
1: like, here's the schedule. Nope, you know what? Too busy this week. Let's change it to this other thing. Hey, you know what's more interesting than that thing? (laughs) 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 Something
0: that's even more research intensive. So (laughs) I, I love that. I love that somehow you're making like, you doing a better job with the podcast sound like it's you being irresponsible. You're somehow twisting you having a high standard for the podcast into making it sound like you're f***ing <laughs> it up.
1: <laughs> we try to make it easy on ourselves, especially if we have busy weeks or, you know, there's a lot of stuff going on uh, IRL. Yeah. But, like, yeah, sometimes you got to hold yourself to a higher standard and not uh, go for the the, the easy hit. Even when uh, you need to go for the easy,
0: hit. <laughs> even when you love the easy, there's no hit I like more than the easy hit. Nobody, nobody does. So yeah.
1: we ratcheted up a little bit in my mind. We did. I mean, I spent all day in front of the computer screen getting this last week's episode out, and then moving straight onto this because you know holidays. That's right. It's the time of the year where people start traveling, and we got to get uh, stuff done. Yeah, we gotta get we gotta get our shit legit. Ain't no quit. We're going straight into this one, and and it's just I feel like once Thanksgiving hits, once the week of Thanksgiving hits, everything just kind of is a downhill sled ride. Yeah, through the until the first week of January. I agree. And so there's there's lots of stuff going on, and um, uh, we compacted our schedule. We we're getting this uh, done. We got a live stream coming up. You're you're going. Oh. Away on on uh, vacation and
0: that's right. Going to Colorado,
1: coming like straight I do. back, getting right back into recording, uh, hitting up a bullstone and a live stream, and boy, right back at it. Right, the sh don't quit. That's how it's legit. So the train rolls on, but uh, that's okay because uh, we're yeah. here now and we're doing this, and you're listening to this now, and uh, right. we're all we're all part of a community, and and please uh, love each, <laughs> love each other. <laughs>
0: Oh, wow, you really you really got a lot done with that one. This
1: episode, it's going to be a fun one. Yeah. Uh, first of all, I've been drinking. Second of all, we're going to talk about
0: Christmas monsters. Oh, Christmas monsters. Monsters of Christmas. Who would have thought they exist? But they do.
1: boo chicka chicka boo boom chicka chicka how about some Christmas monsters, Dave? What'd you think of this?
0: Oh man, I love this list. I love, a love list. I love list. Oh, well,
1: uh This is a list that anybody can find if you just—I y- y- mean, type in Christmas and list, and you—you you, it'll probably pop up. That's don't do that because that doesn't a seem like the most.
0: Yeah, that
1: that actually won't work. But this same list of monsters shows up everywhere. I thought there might be a little more to this. <laughs> Because I found <laughs> found the list. Uh, actually, Annie sent me the list, and I was like, "Yeah, this this looks cool. Let's let's try this." And then it was that list over and over and over again. But you know what? Some cool stuff on the list, so uh, I am cool with it. We got a got a lot of stuff, and I, I think we should jump in and, and stop bibble babble. And this is what happens the one I drink. Yeah,
0: yeah, let's do it.
1: It'll it'll be a fun little episode, because uh, we're going to look at some of the darker figures associated with winter, Christmas, Yule, and the like, Dave, and the like. Yule love it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> See what I did there?
1: So we know Santa Claus, Jack Frost, Rudolph, even
0: Krampus.
1: Ever heard of him? Good good buddy. But uh, there are some figures of folklore that are as sinister or more so than his Krampness.
0: Yeah, or just like... Uh, a weird regional equivalent. Yeah, like, yeah or the same thing. was like, well, I want a Krampus, but boy, what you got going there is terrifying.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I saw a, I saw a hobo today. <laughs> yeah. And he
0: wasn't the devil, but, uh, you know, he was very pretty bad himself. Yes, uh, you know, we'll make him something. <laughs> <laughs> so today I was scared by a hobo, so I made Yeah, so it's, it's the Christmas hobo. Yeah.
1: <laughs> So we'll take a look at all these uh, weird and wild ruffians from around the world, mostly Europe, including descriptions of them, the folklore behind them, and why you should hide your kids, hide your wives this winter. Yeah. So get a fire started, lock the doors, kiss the dog, bar the windows, grab your nog or bourbon or whatever gets your Jim Joe flowing, kick back and keep one eye open as we tell you about things that could kill you this winter. (laughs) Or just probably severely beat you. That's
0: what most of them do. Also, Flora, henceforth, you owe me $5 nope. per Jim Joe.
1: I don't. $5. I don't. I don't, is I don't. $5 per Jim Joe. Scott you if you <laughs> get that, I get Jim Joe. I'm taking it.
0: I made up both
1: of them. You did, and I took one. Because <laughs> you, you, <laughs> you discarded it. I picked it up. I loved it. I nursed <laughs> it back to health. Now it can fly, but it doesn't want to leave because I'm its mother now. <laughs> and you know what? I love it, Dave. I love it.
0: Hashtag father's rights. It's mine now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Hashtag lotto. Go around here, Sammy. <laughs> <laughs> Heard you the first time. Like. <laughs> Winner to the king. Oh, man. Boy, it's been a while since we've gotten down on, on uh, even the slightest amount of tombstone. But then that's, again, we that's... haven't really. You know, we, we only break tombstone out when we get sad. <laughs> when, we, when we get afraid that we made such a, a dark episode that we got to do something about it. <laughs> We're not even there yet. I like the tombstones, our parachute, right? Let's do this, let's do this regionally. I know wow. that the list is, is just alphabetical, but I think it would make more sense to do it regionally. What do you think, Flora?
1: Yeah, yeah. (laughs) You son of a bitch, you had me. Uh, (laughs) Oh. You got me. Um, Well, I think we can start probably where all of this starts. Yeah. We should start where all the the nightmares that children have start. (laughs)
0: Like, here's the thing, though. Like, it giveth and taketh away. All of the best traditions and worst traditions all come from Germany. 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 Deutschland Express, everyone. That's right.
1: He says as he moves the
0: microphone. <laughs> uh, so uh, let's, um, kick, let's kick it off with how about some neck Ruprecht. Knecht Ruprecht. You know what? We'll start light. Okay. As Knecht
1: Ruprecht isn't necessarily a monster. But he has some rather pernicious aspects. <laughs> per- pernicious. Oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah. sorry, Dave. I'll keep the receipt on that word. He comes <laughs> from the folklore of Bavaria, appearing in a play in 1668. He has some similarities to our buddy Krampus being a companion to St. Nicholas. And, and get those shots ready, folks. Yeah. Get them ready. That's your freebie. Uh, and doling out Christmas justice in the form of beatings.
0: Yeah, Chris, if there is one central theme to this episode, it's that Santa rolls gang strong. He's got squad goals.
1: <laughs> yes, he does.
0: Yes. And they do not
1: f*** around. No. He wears a dark robe with pointed hood. He walks with a limp and sometimes he has little bells on. <laughs> tinkle, tinkle, you little sh**. <laughs> <laughs> His features are grim, bearded, and frightening. He questions children or their parents on whether or not the kids have been good, or sometimes if they can pray. If yes, he gives them treats. Yay! But if not, they get straight whomped with a bag of ashes and a switch. By the way, wow. he has a bag of ashes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Wait, is this like the flower sock? Just like, Yeah. Thop! <laughs> yes, it is! <laughs> yes! Yes! I imagine straight upside their head. It was wait. What did it? Uh, what did they call that on Jackass? Antiquing. Uh, I, I don't just know. Just wail on somebody with a handful of flour.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes he gives them consolation prizes of coal and stones. Brewpricked. The name, I guess, was apparently a synonym for devil.
0: I love this guy. I mean, I like that. I like that he's taking the time to ask them questions, and it's a simple test: Can you pray? I don't. I would. Any kid that fails the test can you put your hands together <laughs> yeah, womp him with ashes <laughs> and finish him off with the birch gets what's coming to him like a little Shit. he has a lot of uh origins a lot of origin stories in there <laughs> he he does and he's he's also kind of a I don't, uh, listen here here it is I'm gonna cut our own leg out you're gonna hear versions of this. Like everyone's got a version of this guy, yep. You but get, but they have some really fun differences, and and that's that's what I really love the most. Yeah,
1: I'm trying to think. Like he he's got some versions where he is like Killer Croc, and and somewhere he's like Dick Grayson. Like Santa Claus finds like a transient in the sewers but then he teams up with him and then like he,
0: he went way too, way too deep with me on that. One. <laughs> and,
1: then, and then in some of them he's, he like finds like a, an orphan or like a, a, a castaway child it wandering in the woods. and And then he's like, Hey, tag along with me. Ho, ho, ho. And, and then he's like, But Santa, can I beat people? And he's like, Of course you can, <laughs> wandering hobo.
0: But Santa Claus, may I beat the children? <laughs> of course you may. <laughs> and don't forget this bag of ashes. <laughs> now run, children. Run. <laughs> run before Santa
1: Claus. <laughs> <laughs> Drive the hordes before me, Connect. <laughs> By the way, these hashes are from the rival gang members who crossed oh. me. <laughs> <laughs> Let me hear the lamentations of their mothers. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> all right. That's Connect Rupert. Um, Dave, you want to take this next one? You like him? You know I do.
0: And now bell Schnickel is here <laughs> uh, this is another bavarian legend um and man bell Schnickel! <laughs> oh yeah i love his name he is a masked gift bringing christmas like crank he is an irascible crusty old man yeah. who's grumpy <laughs> not not terribly like fond of anything i think he's fond of riding the rails yeah, he is. He's like a Christmas hobo. Um some uh scholars think that he might just be a, a, a direct uh uh porting over of the Kinect Ruprecht character. Mm-hmm. Some uh historians think that that Belsnickel is just kind of another regionalized version of Kinect Ruprecht of Kinect-Rupricht. Yeah. However, a lot of, a lot
1: um, of strange k- sounds in yeah,
0: there. Yeah. The the difference being that uh, Ruprecht was like in St. Nick's posse. They were friends. Belschnickel, independent operator. This guy is an owner operator. operator. Yeah. he's going coast to coast and nothing's <laughs> slowing him down. He's eastbound and down, loaded up and trucking. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to see how he gets these things done. <laughs> he's described as a thin, lanky person who dresses up in fur clothing paints his face, wears a mask, and attaches bells to his costume. He, like so many, also has a switch to whip bad kids, and he's been monitoring. He monitors kids all throughout the year, and he leaves toys or switches based on good or bad behavior. On Christmas Eve, just before everyone would go to bed, Belschnickel uh, <laughs> would announce his arrival by knocking on the window panes <laughs> or doors. <Yoo-hoo>. You know? <laughs> yeah, he's, he's not above... Tapping on a window. (laughs) Not a burglar here. (laughs) And so the children get to see Belschnickel. And he, obviously, the kid looks deep within their heart and has to understand, (laughs) is this old man here to give me presents or to administer an ass whooping? (laughs) And so, which I love that because the kids have to decide if they love him or hate him in that moment. (laughs) Like And the kids on the bubble are like, oh, God, I really don't know. I don't know which way this is going to go. I'm going to let it ride. I'm going to let it ride. Yeah. But I love that part of this is that the children see him outside the house. (laughs) Now, uh, in many cases, feared because he used to drag naughty children into the forest and make them pay for their mischievous behavior throughout the year. Other stories suggest that he would kidnap naughty children from their beds and they were never returned to their parents, which has got some Krampus in it. Mm-hmm. There's, a, there's a a rich feel of Krampus to this however Belschnickel unlike Krampus gave them a lightning run he gave them a chance to redeem themselves if they deserved it <laughs>
1: lightning run
0: they were made to dance or do tricks sing or recite poems depending on what Belschnickel wanted to hear <laughs> Jesus Christ <laughs> <laughs> oh my god this is the best C- could I hear uh, the vo, part one and the two do you have the the, the yeah. pudding? Oh my gosh, yeah. Um, Belschnickel would like to hear R.E.M.'s The End of the World as We Know It with no errors or omissions. Yeah, I'm yeah. I'm a really big uh,
1: fan of Depeche Mode. Yeah. Will you be my own personal Jesus?
0: <laughs> now, uh scholars think that the name is derived from the German word to whack, which is Belzen and Nicholas, belschnickel. belt, belt, uh, belt, belt's nickel. Yeah. <laughs> um, but he, um, because of the, uh, the way the immigration from Germany to the United States worked out, mm-hmm. he actually has little pockets of believers in uh, Pennsylvania and Indiana, yeah. which is awesome. Yeah. Which so I'm surprised. I'm surprised because Iowa is an extraordinarily German state. Well, Milwaukee. Like, I'm sure
1: some Milwaukee friends have probably heard too, right?
0: Yeah. I want to dress up as Belschnickel because it seems like the best idea in the world to terrify your kids, make them sing and dance. Yeah. I, if you don't leave the house
1: because otherwise you look like the Hamburglar.
0: <laughs> there that's going to turn uh, some heads. <laughs> It's really, it's really worth it if anybody wants to. I mean, if if you've already seen this, there's an episode of The Office for their Christmas party where uh, Dwight Schrute, of course, his father, his family has Bell Schnickel <laughs> like every year at Christmas, and so he is Schnickel in the office, and it is it is good. It is a tr- it is a really great scene. That, and it's, that's it's your like, YouTube uh, yeah, uh, watch for the yeah, week. Check that out.
1: So the the Pennsylvania. Um, Part of this is is Pennsylvania Dutch, which yeah. may, may be redundant. But if we have any listeners that know of Belsnickel, uh, please let us know and and what what you know of it, and you know if your family uh, beats you. Uh, yeah, if anybody <laughs> in the states here has heard of it and uh, celebrates uh, Belsnickel or gets the shit beat out of him, then let let us know. But uh, what a, what a fun guy, <laughs> right? <laughs> Gr- grumpy old Hamburglar, beating kids. Given toys, I love it. Yeah, schnickel God,
0: Belzchnickel. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just like saying Belzchnickel.
1: Let's stay in Germany one more time, okay? And okay. Uh, let's talk about uh, Perkta. Oh yeah. Now this is uh, this this kind of branches out a little away from Germany, but it's it's uh, in in Alpine folklore, which is yeah, uh, uh, so, you know, pretty southern German, um, and and then going into Austria, on into Switzerland, and yada yada. But uh, Perkta was a goddess of nature originally, appearing as either a young, beautiful woman or elderly and haggard, perhaps from Christianization of pagan traditions. Ever heard of that happening? Associated with the wild hunt in some tales and sometimes said to have a train of unbaptized children following
0: her. Whoa! Does a does if she's associated with the Wild Hunt? Does that mean that she has a hell owl? <laughs> no, because that's fake.
1: <laughs> and I was I'm with Mark on that because I went along <laughs> with it. I was like, wow, this is a really cool thing, right? So the latest Blastro Podcast, Mark's uh, guest, the, the,
0: Grant. The, I, I, is it technically Ruba Britannia? Under the auspices of Blaster Podcast. Oh, I, I guess I uh, is yeah. it like
1: is it like Bullstone? But
0: yeah, yeah, I think Rubra Britannia is its own animal that lives under the umbrella. Anyway, the latest on the, <laughs> the Blastro
1: Podcast feed: funny, funny stuff, funny stuff. You, f-ers.
0: yeah, it's really worth checking out.
1: <laughs> it's great. But uh, as her role changed from a young goddess who gave help to farmers and workers, uh, as that changed. To be a crone or some kind of witch or something that <laughs> won't fit with the patriarchy. <laughs> yeah. Her mo, her, <laughs> her mo changed as well. Oh, shit. that was great. <laughs> on uh, on New Year's Eve, Perkta roams the earth, rewarding those who are hardworking and generous, and punishing the idle and greedy. You got your work cut out for you now. Uh, Her punishment of choice involves slashing open your stomach so she may violently rip out your intestines, which are then
0: replaced by straw, rocks, and garbage. Wow. She just made uh, Belsnickel look like a sissy ass. She sure did.
1: Don't forget about the unbaptized children behind her. The the tradition of having goose for Christmas is sometimes linked to witches like Perkta, who is often depicted as having a goose foot, along with the belief that uh, goose fat enables witches to fly. Mm. Little demon sidekicks called Stragala sometimes accompany her and help dole out
0: punishments. Well, you know, goose grease is so expensive, you know, and if you've got your own goose, why not just keep that goose grease? Goose grease it up save save yourself some money and then you don't have to deal with the little straggler god so like i just imagine like like someone that looks like the winter witch and in her wake is every it's it's like an army of unbaptized babies and then little demons yeah a little hairy horned ah. demon guys or maybe yeah. they're the
1: same thing at that point there's no yeah. difference to them, is it? Mm-hmm. Oh,
0: what if the little demons were riding the babies, like the babies were little <laughs> tiny war mounts? Yeah, not the other way around. The babies and I saw ride the baby, and the baby was being ridden. <laughs> yeah, not the other way around. Yeah, This is what happens when you don't baptize your children, man. What?
1: I mean, this one, this one went off the rails as much, maybe more than Baba Yaga.
0: Yeah, I agree because that's this is one where where I really thought like, oh okay, yeah, you know, woods woods lady, blah blah. Whoop, wait, what? <laughs> wait, whoa, intestines whoa, whoa. Pump the brakes. Yeah. ripped out,
1: replaced with garbage, <laughs> <laughs> like and, that. There's a it, difference uh, between chicken leg hut and yeah. ripped out intestines.
0: Yeah, and giving her a goose foot maybe is is. is, is, is I that hope that's not goose a typo. Stepping from? <laughs> <laughs> Probably not. I just want to do this cuz I don't think I did an image search for Perkta and it runs uh, the gamut
1: see. because you know some people are trying to be like, you know what? She was a a nature goddess first. This is what it the this this entity actually is, this this figure of folklore, but then, you know, if you want to go the the witch route, you're going to get some pretty nasty images.
0: Yeah, and they really do. They do go both ways like some of them are like uh, yeah, like the winter princess, and then some of them are like horrifying she goblins. <laughs> yeah, some so. of them are both. Here's one that's got like a, I just found one, and it's a, it's like a terrifying witch goblin mask, but it splits in half, and there's a beautiful woman's face inside. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so that's Perkta. Oh, man, that was awesome. Aren't these great? Yeah. That's what I'm saying. I love this. Yeah. This is stuff that this is like Chris, how rare is it to find Christmas shit you haven't already heard of? True. And none of that none of that boring ass like, "Oh, well sometimes he's called Father Christmas and sometimes he's Père de Noel and sometimes he's Sinter Claus." <laughs> that. <laughs> We're bringing you perk to bitches. You're going to get your guts ripped out and replaced with trash bags. <laughs> Merry Christmas from Blurry Photos. <laughs> Yippee-ki-yay. Oh. And did you meet my friends, the demons and the babies? <laughs> <laughs> F- yeah. Blurry Photos.
1: Did you meet my friends, the demons and babies? <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I know it's not official lore that the demons are riding the babies <laughs> like, like little war mounts, but man, that's how I'm seeing it from yep. now on. Got to be oh, some deviant heart out there, right? Yeah, we got We we can't we can't do more Germany than that. We got We have got to get out of Germany. Well, let's uh, let's let's head east. Let's head west. Sure. Let's go both directions. Let's head west. All right. You know what? Let's let's do this. I don't want to haul ass out of Germany so fast that we don't have some of that flavor. <laughs> so let's let's head in a Franculer direction. Okay. But maintain a little Germany. <laughs> Let's talk about Hans Trap. Hans Trap? No. Guten Tag. What? No, it's Hans Trap. Yeah. He's not Hans he Han Trap. <laughs> he is Han Strap, not Hans Trap. He's Hans Rap. Yeah. He is uh, a, a regional boogeyman yeah. evil companion of santa claus shot yep uh trap, uh is a legend from the alsace and lorraine regions of france i mean this is right on the border and it's funny because uh when we get to it you'll find that some of these towns that are mentioned were germany when the story happened but are now france
1: oh um, so it's mm,
0: there, you mm, to there you go there you go uh, according to legend, during the 15th century, there was a rich and powerful man who lived in the heart of Alsace. Uh, his name was duh, Hans Trapp. And the people that man's of Alsace, name was Frank Stallone. <laughs> that's right. Uh, the people of Alsace know him. Uh, I'm going to go back and forth because I don't, you know, wh- what do I care? What am I, international traveler here? <laughs> Alsace, Alsace. That's right. Al, Alsace. Alsace. <laughs> Hell, Alsace. <owl> <laughs> They knew him to be vain, cutting, heartless, and cruel. And his life was given over to lawlessness and debauchery. (laughs) And his only goal was to enrich himself by all means necessary. It was said that he worshipped Satan and used black magics and occult rituals to obtain his wealth and hold on to his expanding power. Everyone fled from him as if he was a wild beast. (laughs) His money and land was then eventually confiscated. By the church. And he was left penniless. Hmm. They say he was forced into exile in the forest and isolated himself from the rest of society. By the church. By the church. Uh, He found shelter on a mountain, on the mountain of Giesberg in Bavaria, Germany, where he built himself a ramshackle shack made (laughs) from sticks and snot and seaweed. (laughs) Ramshackle shack. Um, Yeah. Uh, The solitude caused him to lose his mind, (laughs) and he spent his days brooding and dreaming of revenge. Against the church. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, yes, against against the church. Against the church. Dave's like playing babysitter right now. (laughs) (laughs) His anger and resentment were intensified, and he became more deeply devoted to his lord and master, Satan. Not the church. Not the church. (laughs) Descending into madness, Hans Trapp began to dream of eating human flesh. <laughs> the evil man was obsessed with the desire to bite into the flesh of a human arm, leg, or thigh. I recognize this. This is kind he, of he likes dark meat. Mm-hmm. He roamed the countryside and disguised himself as a scarecrow by stuffing his ragged clothes with straw. <laughs> Did that scarecrow just fart? <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> So he spent his time just lounging around as a fake scarecrow until he found the perfect victim, a young shepherd boy making his way through the area. And before that kid knew what the f*** was going on, Hans sprung his trap. (laughs) (laughs) It's a Hans trap. (laughs) Uh, So he stabbed the kid with a sharpened stick, then dragged him back to his hut, cut the boy up, and roasted him over a fire. Jeez. When he was ready to finally, he was like, uh, he was like Elliot Laddermilk in uh, Scrooge. All he wanted was like to eat a child the way Elliot just wanted to drink liquor and no one was going to let it happen. <laughs> so just before he shoves the first tender morsel of child flesh into his mouth, God done killed him with a bolt of lightning. Just was like, you know what? No, I'm taking you out the hard way. I mean, I'm using, I'm blowing my cool down. (laughs) So boom, God strikes him down uh, so that he could not uh, continue his abominous uh, actions and his uh, good old fashioned cannibalism. Abominous. Now, even uh, after God took him out of the equation hardcore, Hans Trapp remained a terrifying legend of the folklore of the Alsace and Lorraine regions. And even to this day, every Christmas, he goes from house to house, clad in his scarecrow disguise, scaring the life out of small children and drooling greedily over their tender flesh. Where is
1: Le Batman? Yeah,
0: yeah, you know he's out there. The scarecrow, the first Tuesday of the month at three in the morning. There he is, drooling over kids. Uh, fun fact: the true story of this guy—that um, he was given land by the german government or by a a high official as a reward but the thing is the land may have belonged to an abbey of benedictine monks and it was placed into their into the protectorship of the german government but never like given to them then you know 30 some years later the german government gives it to this guy and then the the monks are all pissed the abbot of this monastery is yelling at han's trap he's like hey was never yours and hans trap's like well kind of is now (laughs) sorry bro so this antagonism goes further and further and and into the point where hans trap finally dams up a river so that the monastery which is relocated downriver, has no water and then the abbot's like why would you do that you're a total d-hole give me back give us back our water and hans traps like You got it, bro. Oh, no. Yeah. Tears down the dam all at once. Floods out everything. (laughs) (laughs) Then finally, uh, the Pope was like, hey, Hans, I need you to come to my office. We need to talk about what's going on there. And Hans just wrote wrote in this letter. was like, yeah, no, but I'm not a bad guy. Uh, But maybe some other people are bad people. Anyway, I got to go. So he wouldn't answer the summons. They excommunicated him, and I think that's where this, you know, that's where this happens. You know who who are more people getting to talk to the the guys who are running the church in an area or the the landed aristocrat in his castle. And he had a castle on the mountain. That's where that the, the ramshackle shack thing was. He had two castles, and one of them was on that mountain. And so I just I think that was a really cool little piece of history about how what what started out as just a very direct land dispute. And really, the German government trying to foisting a problem off onto poor Hans. He didn't realize he was getting like a lemon of a land deal. Wow. Yeah. So
1: this is another one where the church
0: was like, f- "You buddy, yeah, yeah. You f- with us? We f- with you. Now you eat children yeah. forever. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Why is that their go-to? <laughs> we don't
0: like you. You eat children. Hey everybody, that person eats children. They didn't have Nazis back then. You know how like now, everyone, whenever somebody disagrees with someone, they're like, well, you're a Nazi. They didn't have Nazis yet, so they're like, you eat children. Well, these days it's true. Right?
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. Oh, man. Well, that's cool.
0: Yeah. Help
1: me with the pronunciation of this next one. We've got pair Fotard. Fotard.
0: Fotard. Fotard. Fway? Fotard. Imagine because Fotard is to whip. Imagine the sound of a whip. F-w-tard. Fouettard, yeah, okay.
1: Pair yet another bad guy with Saint Nicholas drink, Saint Drinkulous. At this point, glug glug glug. Pair is a is described as a man with a sinister face who is dressed Ew. in dark robes with unruly Ew. hair and Ew. a long beard. <laughs> stop it. <laughs> It's Greg Bach. (laughs) (laughs) Gregbach.com. Greg Greg does
0: not have unruly hair. He's a barber now. Yeah, exactly. He has the most ruled hair. He rules his hair in an iron fist. Yeah. And in that iron fist is some scissors or a comb, depending on which fist. (laughs) (laughs) He visits the households with a whip,
1: large stick, or bundle of switches drink. Mm-hmm. There are other versions of the character with him wearing a wicker backpack in which uh, people children, can, yeah, children yeah. can be placed and kept and carried away. That sounds pretty damned familiar. Yeah, I think somebody got this thing off the Xerox machine. Right? Some versions portray him as someone who carries a huge bundle of sticks on his back and his face is often darkened to varying degrees due to the fact that His face is born out of a burned effigy. So it's like a a walking wicker man. Yeah.
0: Here comes the wicker man.
1: The name means whipping father. Though there are plenty of legends and stories associated with Le Père Fouettard, the most popular one is that of an innkeeper or a butcher who captured three wealthy boys who were on their way to the religious boarding school. With the help of his wife, he robs the kids, and kills them. Saint Nicholas, who discovers the crime, resurrects the children. He's got that power. <laughs> no wonder he's a saint. Seeing this, Père Fautard repents in the decision and becomes the assistant of Saint Drinkilus, offering to show gratitude whenever required. Now, some versions of the story say that Saint Nicholas prompted him to be his assistant as a punishment for his crimes. ho, <laughs> ho. Be my assistant and go beat children. <laughs> it's a punishment. <laughs> Don't forget. There's another story which uh, is associated with Père Fouetard. During the Siege of Metz in 1552, people burned the effigy of King Charles Quint and dragged him through the city. In the meantime, a group of tanners created a grotesque character who punishes the children. What children? After the liberation of Metz, the character which was created by the Tanners and the burned effigy of Charles Quint got incorporated into a character known as La Père Fouettard. Somehow, the events that surrounded the city and the burning of the effigy coincided with the passing of St. Nicholas, and hence, he became the bad counterpart of St. Nicholas. Wow. It's like a uh, a stone soup. Yeah. Uh, uh, of the guy. <laughs> <laughs> just just get them in there. Yeah. Whatever whatever you have in town,
0: folks. Yep. Add it in. Throw it in there. Yep. Pair footar. It's glorious. Oh man. Well, how about um not quite so Frenchiller? Let's go to let's how about some Slavic folklore? Head back east. Yep. <clears throat> <clears throat> <clears throat> <laughs> it's Chernobyl That's right. It's Chernobyl Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas Okay, that's enough. That was too much already. Uh Chernobog, the black god of Slavic folklore. He is an evil de- deity who holds dominion over night. Chaos, bad fortune, famine, and cringe lords. Etc. <laughs> um, etc. Cetera, et cetera. <laughs> uh he was responsible for winter and is considered a necessary entity alongside Bellabog, the god of light. Ritual to him would take place at night under the light of torches or giant bonfires, and women danced until they fell into a trance, holding snakes as offerings. This guy's fucking metal. Even though he's sometimes equaled with the devil, it is clear that he's not just some evil demon or demigod, but a full-fledged blood god of all slobs, the greatest god of the underworld and all evils that can take an infinite number of forms. Now, how does this guy show up at Christmas? He's the cause of winter.
1: He's the winter watchman. Yeah, he he takes the summer away. (laughs)
0: Because I mean, because I mean, like I've always aso- associated with him with like an All Saints Night, but that's just because of Night on Bald Mountain.
1: Yeah, he is portrayed that—that that is Chernobog portrayed in the Fantasia in the Disney Fantasia, uh, yeah. Night on Bald Mountain. That is that is who that is,
0: and also that that uh, was also added to Disney's Halloween Treat, which is a clip show of Halloween-y things. So I feel like Disney wouldn't mess up the lore on that, bro. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> They've they've messed up the lore on plenty of things. What are you talking about? Disney never messes up the lore on anything. Oh, especially Slavic or German stuff.
1: Okay, I forgot Cinderella's stepsisters keep their feet.
0: That's right. <laughs> yeah, I mean this one. This
1: one just kind of threw it in there because it it is so metal. But like, since he is the cause of winter, you you just from what I read, you don't want to f with him, right? Never f with him. The lore is a little uh, spotty on him, but. It can pretty much be agreed upon that he's uh, the number one bad guy stunner. Let's go north. Uh, okay, yeah. Um, we just threw him in there just for fun. Let's get into the kings of the Winter Wonderlands, Scandinavia. Yes, these guys know how to winter. Let us talk about the Tomtin. Yes. Resembling a gnome, the Thompson is a creature believed to be the corporeal manifestation of the soul of the household. He lives among the dead in burial mounds which surround homes and acts as a caretaker, protector, and helper of the household and its resident children and animals. But if you anger him, watch the f*** out, bruh. <laughs> he has quite the temper and has been known to take revenge by killing livestock and playing nasty tricks on the home's inhabitants. His choice of vengeful acts include breaking things around the house, hiding important objects, curdling the milk, and tying the cow's tails together. Can't you just leave the milk out of it? If you don't have cows, well, he'll go after your shoelaces. (laughs) Yeah. What a douche. There are even some stories of Tomton driving people insane with their tricks, or biting them their bites being poisonous typically lead to death as the only cure is by supernatural means of course I'm gonna guess catonic yeah Dave I'll give you the receipt on that word yeah uh, make sure to leave a gift of food out on Christmas Eve for him <laughs> probably some cream like that
0: grogok mm. do you have any mm. Ugh. Cream. Careful, careful, because, dude, if you leave cream out, uh, I don't want to. I don't want to s- spoil the surprise, but you're gonna get a Yule Lad in there. You're gonna get a Yule Lad.
1: <laughs> we'll get to it. We'll get to
0: it. Yeah, we're getting there.
1: So that's that's the Tom He's like that f-ing, uh Travelocity gnome on on steroids,
0: right? It's like the movie. It's like the the movie version of you know like the the leprechaun how like we all think that leprechauns are like you yeah. They'll never catch me but then the movie version was like I'm coming for you because I'm Warwick Davis and I've got <laughs> a lot of they, <laughs> they put me in a lot of buckles. <laughs> right. <laughs> well then let's speaking of households, let's crack m- my personal favorite Scandinavian household. Okay. That of the horrific giantess Grilla. And she's Icelandic. Grilla and her entourage hold a fearsome place in Icelandic folklore. So let's just take it easy, Flora. Let's just start with their fing cat. Yeah, What, a Christmas cat? Yeah. That sounds cute. The Yule cat. Yola Katrin. Yeah. Yola Katrin is the pet of Grilla. Legends of the Yule cat are more recent, with the earliest recording dating to the 19th century but the legend is very well known. The Yule cat would devour those who did not receive new clothes for the Yule. souls <laughs> Clothes were given to those who helped with the wool work in autumn. Those who did not assist were considered lazy and their penance was, at the th- was the threat of the Yule cat coming and eating them whole. Some alternatives of this tale are less brutal with the cat only stealing the food from those who were too lazy to help. Meow. So e- those people just starve to death. <laughs> but there is Flora... A perm that describes the process.
1: By Johann Urkotlum. Yeah. You all know the Yule Cat, and that cat was huge indeed. People didn't know where he came from or where he went. He opened his glaring eyes wide, the two of them glowing bright. It took a really brave man to look straight into them. His whiskers sharp as bristles, his back arched up high and the claws of his hairy paws were a terrible sight. He gave a wave of his strong tail. He jumped and he clawed and he hissed, sometimes up the valley, sometimes down by the shore. He roamed at large, hungry and evil in the freezing Yule snow. In every home, people shuddered at his name. If one heard a pitiful something evil would happen soon. Everybody knew he hunted men, but didn't care for mice. He picked on the very poor that no new garments got for Yule, who toiled and lived in dire need. From them he took in one fell swoop their whole Yule dinner, always eating it himself if he possibly
0: could.
1: Hence it was that the women at their spinning wheels sat spinning a colorful thread for a frock or a little sock. Because you mustn't let the cat get hold of the little children. Won't someone think of the children? <laughs> yeah.
0: Please! I'm spinning! I'm <laughs> spinning!
1: They had to get something new to wear from the grown-ups each year. And when the lights came on on Yule Eve and the cat peered in, the little children stood rosy and proud, all dressed up in their new clothes. Some had gotten an apron, and some had gotten shoes or something that was needed. That was all it took, for all who got something new to wear stayed out of that pussycat's grasp. He then gave an awful hiss, but went on his way. Whether he still exists, I do not know. But his visit would be in vain if next time everybody got something new to wear. Now you might be thinking of helping where help is needed most. Perhaps you'll find some children that have nothing at all. Perhaps searching for those that live in a lightless world will give you a happy day and a merry, merry yule. So the poem was translated. It doesn't rhyme, but probably well, does in Icelandic.
0: Well, you know, you, you can't win them all. <laughs> yeah, but if you, think, if you think Grilia just has a cat and that's enough to make her like the queen badass of, of Iceland, you're, you're wrong. You're wrong and you're dumb. You should feel bad. You should get whipped with birch. Is what you should do. Get beat by a hobo. Yeah. <laughs> you Get beat by a homeless man covered in furs. You're gonna get birch tickled so hard. Drink. Uh, <laughs> no. What about this, Flora? This is my favorite part. <laughs> the thirteen children of Gríla are thirteen Icelandic trolls known as the Yule Lads. <laughs> This is like like from back in the day when like street gangs had terrible names, like, we're the Yancey Street Boys. Yeah, yeah. The uh, the, the Dead Rabbits. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so the Yule Lads are 13 trolls, um, and they each, kind of like the uh, Seven Little Dwarves, they have a name and a distinct personality. They have a thing that they're into. And they are known uh, to cause Trism- uh, Christmas time trouble, specifically for the 13 days leading up to Christmas. Uh, <laughs> and they are glorious. They are used to uh, scare children, make sure they don't do anything wrong. And in some versions of it, they can bring gifts to the good children. In some versions, they just vex the household for 13 days because they're just dicks and uh let's let's break it down real quick the the 13 stages of icelandic christmas grief the uh icelandic yule lads start with i don't like how much this name sounds like mine stekjastar <laughs> which stekjastar is the most problematic of these guys because he is known as the sheep harasser <laughs> uh t- i mean technically the name Translates to sheep coat clawed. He's known as the sheep harasser. Sometimes uh, the sheep fancier. I think (laughs) there's an implication here. Sheep fancier. The problem is is he's got uh, malformed legs. He's got peg legs and walks with crutches. So he's not very good at catching sheep. (laughs) Sheep lover. Yeah, he is is a sheep pervert. (laughs) Uh, Then next and gilyagar the gully hawk hides in gullies waiting for an opportunity to sneak into the cow shed and in this version steal milk in one of the versions he just likes to lick the foam off the top of the milk pail <laughs> 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 love these guys <laughs> then there's a uh, stubby who's abnormally short he steals pans to eat the crust that was left in them, like pie pans. Yummy. I realize uh, there's 13 of these guys, so I'll, I'll pick up the pace. Okay. Then there's Vorisliker, the spoon licker, <laughs> steals uh, spoons to lick and is very thin due to malnutrition. There's not a lot of food left on a spoon. The that's boy, right. he loves licking them. Don't use mixers. Then there's potasleaker, the pot licker. Uh, you know, that's pretty self explanatory. Asueker, the bowl liquor. Mm. Mm. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I doubt what it sounds like. Does not sound like maybe maybe they misunderstood the difference between bowl and bowl. Oh <laughs> I did it. I did it. Then there's Hurteskeeler, the door slammer, loves to slam doors at night. <laughs> then there's this guy, Skirgamer, who just likes to <laughs> eat skir, which is like Icelandic yogurt. Yeah. Scare Gobbler. He just, yeah, he just likes to eat yogurt. Nothing wrong with that. Okay. But then we're plunged right back into a Freudian nightmare with Bjornakieker, the sausage swiper. <laughs> also, in some versions, the sausage sniffer. <laughs> <laughs> These f***ing lads. These f***ing lads. Right? These fucking lads delving deeper into the psychosexual nightmare that is The Holidays. Glugaga Gear, the window peeper. <laughs> Jeez. He just likes to look in windows in search of things to steal. Uh huh. Like my heart. Followed by Gatabfur, the doorway sniffer. He's always sniffing your door. Wants to know where he, where you've left uh, some uh, lof broad or leaf bread, which is like a traditional cookie. <laughs> door um, sniffer. And yeah, and if you're spending too much time worrying about your cookies, your skewer, and your sausage getting eaten, and and, and my milk foam, don't forget and about your the milk, milk foam. Yeah, your your milk froth getting licked off the top of the bucket. Oh, Jeez. then Ketkroker, the meat hook, comes and steals your meat with his hook. <laughs> and while you're while you're dealing with that, finally on Christmas Eve, Kurtanskier. The candle stealer, who lives off candles, because back in the day candles were made out of tallow, which was edible. It's like fat, so he, right? Yeah. Wow. Oh man, there, there's thirteen crazy nights. Hide your spoons. Hide your milk.
1: <laughs> I don't, I don't know how much you love these guys, but I found a poem about them. Yes, poem it. It's not short, but it tells you. Tells you some fun stuff. It's
0: fine. What it's do you fine. think? Hit, just do it, and then, you know, Already,
1: This is again by our buddy Johan Erkotlum. And this is called Yolus Weinerner. Let me tell the story of the lads of few charms who <laughs> once upon a time used to visit our farms. Thirteen altogether, these gents in their prime, didn't want to irk people all at one time. They came from the mountains, as many of you know, in a long single file to the farmsteads below. Creeping up, all stealth, they unlocked the door, the kitchen and the pantry they came looking for. Grida was their mother, she gave them ogre milk, and the father, Leplaudi, a loathsome ilk. They hid where they could with a cunning look or sneer, ready with their pranks when people weren't near. They were called the Yuletide Lads, at yuletide they would do, and always came one by one, not ever two by two. And even when they were seen, they weren't loath to roam and play their tricks disturbing the peace of the home. The first of them was Sheepcoat clod. He came stiff as wood to prey upon the <laughs> farmer's sheep as far as he could. He wished to suck the ewes, but it was no accident. What He couldn't. He had stiff knees. Not too convenient. Whoa. The second was gullygawk. Gray his head and mean, he snuck into the cow barn from his craggy ravine. Hiding in the stalls, he would steal the milk, while the milkmaid gave the cowherd a meaningful smile. (laughs) Jeez. Wink. Kind of went off the rails on that one. Stubby was the third called a stunted little man who watched for every chance to whisk off a pan. And scurrying away with it, he scraped off the bits that stuck to the bottom and brims his favorites. The fourth was Spoonlicker. Like Spindle, he was thin. He felt himself in clover when the cook wasn't in. Then stepping up, he grappled the stirring spoon with glee, holding it with both hands for it was slippery. Pot scraper, the fifth one, was a funny sort of chap. When kids were given scrapings, he'd come to the door and tap, and they would rush to see if there really was a guest. Then he hurried to the pot and had a scraping fest. <laughs> the whole liquor, the sixth one was shockingly ill-bred. From underneath the bedstands he stuck his ugly head. and when the bulls were left to be licked by dog or cat, he snatched them for himself. He was sure good at that. <laughs> the seventh was door slammer, a sorry, vulgar chap. When people in the twilight would take a little nap, he was happy as a lark with the havoc he could wreak. Slamming doors and hearing the hinges on them squeak. Skier Gobbler, the eighth, was an awful, stupid bloke. He lambasted the skeer tub till the lid on it broke. Then he stood there gobbling, his greed was well known, until about to burst he would bleat, howl, and groan. The ninth was Sausage Swiper, a shifty pilferer. He climbed up the rafters and raided food from there. Sitting on a crossbeam in soot and in smoke, he fed himself on sausage, fit for gentlefolk. The tenth was Window beeper, a weird little twit, who stepped up to the window and stole a peek through it. And whatever was inside to which his eye was drawn, he most likely attempted to take later on. 11th was door sniffer <laughs> doltish lad and gross he never got a cold yet had a huge sensitive nose he caught the sense of lace bread while leagues away still and ran toward it weightless as wind over dale and hill one too many syllables in that one. meat hook the 12th one his talent would display as soon as he arrived on saint thorlax day <laughs> Mark that one. He snagged himself a morsel of meat of any sort, although his hook at times was a tiny bit short. (laughs) The thirteenth was... Candlebecker! T'was cold, I believe. If he was not the last of the lot on Christmas Eve, he trailed after the little ones, who, like happy sprites, ran about the farm with their fine tallow lights. On Christmas night itself, so a wise man writes... The lads were all restraint and just stared at the lights. Then one by one they trotted off into the frost and snow. On Twelfth Night, the last of the lads used to go. Their footprints in the highlands are effaced now for long. The memories have all turned to image and song. That that one rhymed. Yeah, it did. (laughs)
0: So, good for that. Oh, my God, right? it rhymed. How, what, a, what a funny lot. Well, and then best for the bring last. Us, yeah, bring us home, Flora. The queen of the sh- castle. <laughs> Gorilla is a giantess
1: in Icelandic folklore. The earliest record of her is from the 13th century, though she was not linked to Christmas until the 17th century. She's depicted as a devil-like creature with horns and goat legs though some interpretations show her as witch-like or an ogre. Uh, Probably there's some trollishness in there, being from Iceland. Regardless of this, Grilla has always lived in the Icelandic mountains and feasted on children and newborns. It is also said she ate her first two husbands because she grew bored of them. Her hunger is insatiable, and she likes to boil naughty children in a stew. She acts as a warning to the Icelandic children Behave, or Grilla will eat you. Right. <laughs> She's not dissimilar to Krampus in this manner, and some artistic depictions show them both as a cloven hoofed demon with horns. Alright, let's try this. Jon Arneson in Islinskar <clears throat> Fjordsoger Og Effenti, which is Icelandic folktales and legends. Provides the following description of her. Grilla has three heads and three eyes in each head. Horribly long, curved fingernails. Icy blue eyes at the back of the head and horns like a goat. Her ears dangle down to her shoulders and are attached to the nose in front. She has a beard on her chin that is like knotted yarn on a weave with tangles hanging from it, while her teeth are like burnt rocks in a grate she is horrifying nightmarish and a threat to the children of iceland worse than that she is a mother to over 20 children 13 of which we just told
0: you about right god what what are the other 7 doing right uh one of them's a writer uh one <laughs> of them actually he's he's a, a a town sheriff uh one of them the two of them work on a fishing boat um you know really they try to to leave the grill yet out of their lives they just yeah one
1: of, one of them is working on his uh, degree in computer programming. Yeah. Uh, one of them is in jail.
0: Uh, yeah. Tax fraud, actually. Yeah. He was an accountant. And uh, <laughs> the last one really keeps to himself. I don't know what he's up to yeah. these days. But. Yeah, no one knows. Yeah. I heard he moved to Germany.
1: <laughs> <laughs> She's the archetypal monstrous mother, acting without any sense of maternal care when she steals the human children. Some folk songs claim she is dead, but there is a proviso to this claim. She may return if the number of naughty children increases. Even in death, she's used as a means to convince the children to behave well. And Dave, this uh, is the source or at least the uh, inspiration behind that horrifying black and white picture that you sometimes see floating around of a huge hag-looking thing coming in through a window and eating a girl off of a bed as she tries to, like, climb away. You know what I'm talking about? Whoa.
0: Yeah. Yes. Yes, I do. That is a horrifying picture. That yeah. is like... It's like... A, I put that in the same ballpark as, like, the the Soviet... Or the Russian sleep experiment creepy pasta pictures and yeah. stuff. Yeah. Yep. Yup. Yup. Grilla. Oh. She ain't playing, dog. She ain't playing. Unless she's... uh playing a game called not a child stew she play, she's playing to win son yeah. <laughs> yeah oh there you go man that's it honorable mention to the grither yeah oh yeah the grither that is a great made up thing and flora sent me a text about it and i was like the grither and i made up a, a totally separate creature in my mind, the grither is a tiny little like filth creature that lives in in darkened theaters, <laughs> and it tr- it tries to tries to unzip your pants and touch your junk. Oh. And if you th- if you thwart it, it shoves stale popcorn and old candy and chewed gum in your crack <laughs> from behind. It gets up in the seat and the oh. grither, uh, the grither, grither.
1: gross. <laughs> and what's what's funny is clairvoyant Katie actually posted a video about this thing on the fan page i believe just last Woo! week but it's 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 a little made up thing from uh tales from the dark side i guess the the show i had yeah. never seen that but um it's <laughs> it's a pretty disturbing little little thing to watch if if you uh head over to the fan page and scroll down on the posts and try to find that or
0: well you know grithers going to grith <laughs> that's what they do man they grith <laughs> Every... hard Every day they're gritherin'. <laughs> they grit hard in the paint. Greta is a boy's name. <laughs> I love that. Well,
1: that'll do us uh, for yeah. Christmas monsters in a oh, oh, oh. dirty hobo-like uh, switch-haven. Children eating nutshell.
0: Exactly. How fun! What, yeah, that's badass. What? What a fun load of shit <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> oh, I love that. You know, the only other thing that can keep the Yule lads away from your house, getting your cream licked, <laughs> is to sprinkle a barrier around your home. A made of puns. Oh, <laughs> You're going first. Oh, am I? Okay, that's fine. That's fine. There's a, uh, a new, uh, it's like the must-have gift. Furbies! <laughs> it's Furbies. Will them tickle them elbows? <laughs> no, it's the new, it's the must have gift in Germany. It's a household appliance that, uh, what it is, is it's actually the hollowed out torso of a human, but you can actually um, make really delicious coffee out of it. And um, everyone's trying to get their, their hands on a perk <laughs> Yep.
1: Coffee yeah. that that tastes like <laughs> unbaptized things. <laughs> I've I've got a theme this episode. Oh good. I've got, I've got fun restaurants to visit. Sweet. Well, here's a place where you can get actual baby back ribs, Dave.
0: <laughs> oh God. It's Oh
1: jeez. Chili's bar and grilla.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's really good. That is that is really good. You know, my my theme is going to be uh the uh, hot, hot, what's hot and what's not 2016 German Christmas <laughs> list. Uh, number one toy for kids mm-hmm. is a, um, it's a new take on a familiar game where um, uh, kids have uh, black and red checkers and they drop them into a frame. And if you get four in a row, then a uh, a bearded <laughs> man wearing a robe just flies out of the closet and beats the crap out of the losers. <laughs> It's Connect Four Ruprecht. <laughs> connect Four <for>, <laughs> Ruprecht.
1: Nice. All right, to uh, to end up my my restaurant theme, there's a place to get your intestines beaten, leaving little gifts throughout the year. It's Taco Bell Nickel.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>! <laughs> 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 oh. <laughs> Oh, that's awesome Oh, <laughs> uh, them's puns them's glorious puns the puns are oh man, well, uh, the only thing that uh that beats us harder than a bellschnickels whip <laughs> <laughs> listener mail. <laughs>
1: kick it off, florba, all right, see what we got here from Brian. A vast gentleman and a vast gentleman and happy talk like a pirate day. Speaking of pirates, I live in southwest Wisconsin, and contrary to what you might be believing, there's a slew of creepy cryptid creatures here. Uh, One of the most recent sightings has got to be the most unusual I've heard tell of. End pirate talk. I just can't take it anymore. (laughs) The story goes that late one night, as a young couple was enjoying the mosquito-infested marshy riverside. One sweltering September night, they happened upon a strange humanoid creature having a beer and muttering to himself about the Packers. They described it as humanoid with an elongated midsection. It was startled by the couple and immediately ran into the river until it was up to its waist. Then it began to propel itself with hands they could only describe as oar-like. Of course, the story spread through these parts like wildfire, and people dubbed the creature Boatman! Wisconsin Boatman! I get it. I get it. I'd tell you I'm sorry, but you wouldn't believe me. First time writer, newer listener through Google Play. Welcome. I love your work and enjoy the laughs. Thanks for a great show. Thank you,
0: Brian. Yeah, thanks, Brian. Got an email here from our friend Southern Fried Gordon. (laughs) Mm. Mm. He's got 11 herbs and spices. (laughs) He writes, hey there, just discovered your show early in the year and am close to catching up. I just listened to the astrology episode. Libra's rule. Too right, mate. I uh, just want to say that I love the show and look forward to the new episodes when they release. I was very interested in the Georgia Guidestones episode. As oh, I yeah? quite near there, and I'm planning to go to visit with them the next few months. Elberton oh, yeah. County? You should take some pictures. Post yeah. them on the fan site. Do it. Uh, I'd like to see them. Uh, interesting note, my hometown has a large movie theater downtown that is named the Majestic 12. <laughs> Coincidence? <laughs> I think not. Wow. Now, does the same number of people that go into the theaters that equal the number of people that come out? <laughs> And before he goes, ahem, a pun. In the 1980s and 90s, there's a group of professional photographers that was very much against big photo and its a liberal agenda. <laughs> so they took to developing their own photographs at home. These folks had religious figures that they would turn to for success in their business. They were called the dark room saints. <laughs> one, such, uh, one example of such is the patron saint of photographs of automobiles, as well as the baby pictures for teenage mothers john minolta as time progressed however big photo decided to become involved in this as well and began to monetize the practice which led to the decline in popularity as more and more of the saints became canonized oh oh
1: can we get some polaroid in there
0: that's right uh don't stop what you're doing and thanks for the info and humor thanks southern fide gordon That's yeah, th- uh, yeah. I th- they got, I think they that's came down f- with a bad case of Polaroids. I was gonna say, I thought he was jacked up on Polaroids. Oh, <laughs> Polaroided <it> out.
1: <laughs> yeah. This one's coming to us from Jake. Hello, Jake. He says, "Hey, David. David, Hello. I've been listening for a little bit and finally finished the entire back catalog. Whoa! Whoa! I also just got my T-shirt from you guys and shall wear it as much as possible for all the non blurievers to see. That's well badass. Done,
0: sir." Do you know, I uh, I have a daydream that someday I'll be you know at an airport or just walking around and I'll see someone wearing a blurry photos T-shirt and I will run up and tackle them in the most loving way possible.
1: You know, <laughs> listener Gretchen got me one day. Yeah,
0: that's right, was, <laughs> and she got you.
1: It was oh man, what an what an emotional roller coaster I went on. <laughs> I was at a farmer's market, like picking out green beans or something, and I hear oh my gosh, are you David Flora from the Blurry Photos podcast? And I'm like taking off my sunglasses like, yes, I. And she was like, it's me, you dipshit, Gretchen. Because it's Gretchen that Dave and I know IRL. And I'm like, oh. (laughs) You thought she was famous. I thought I was famous for a minute.
0: (laughs) She got me good. (laughs) That's what she does. That's what Gretchen does. Gretchen, Gretchen gets you good. (laughs) <laughs> Gretchen gets good like a grillia. Gretchen grillia <laughs>
1: he says J- Jake says I really dig the logo I don't have any puns cause I'm not cool enough to think of any but I love all of yours they have me giggling at work uh, leaving my co-workers to think I'm crazy that's what we do he throws us a suggestion and yeah. keep up the amazing work guys you really inspire me to visit my local creepy places and take tons of photos that's
0: awesome thank you Jake yeah and if you take photos post them on the fan site Hell yeah, we want to see those. Thank you, Jake. Uh, got an email from Pandy Lynn. Hello, Pandy. Pandy Lynn. Uh, Pandy Lynn writes, I've been listening to the podcast on YouTube for the, for the past week. I wanted to thank you both for doing the ghost taxonomy. I've been working uh-huh. on a novel for the past year and couldn't figure out figure out a way to introduce the events I wanted until you guys went over the different ghosts. <laughs> Needless to say, I'm grateful But there's not going to be a haint unless it's Stecco. <laughs> Make it so. Yeah, I'm into that. Uh, also, word of warning to new listeners: Do not eat or drink while listening to the podcast. They are choking hazards if you're unprepared. <laughs> Keep up the awesome work. Loving uh, the flora, the Stecco and Flora, Pandy Lynn. Thank you, well, Pandy. Thank Lynn. you. Yeah, and, and, and I'm, thanks I'm for glad. listening on YouTube. Yeah, I'm glad. I'm glad you're an actual
1: loo- YouTube listener that you're right uh, appreciates it. <laughs> yeah. we, see, we seem seems to be the opposite. I don't know. Yeah. Let's see. Got one here from Patricia. Patricia says, "Uh, I seem to be having a problem accessing your earlier episodes. I've downloaded three different podcast apps. Cannot seem to make it to an episode earlier than the King Arthur episode. Probably more than that now. But uh, is there a reason for this? Yes, there is. Um, We we have a bottleneck uh, of the amount of episodes that we can put out. It's something that our RSS feeder limits. So,
0: yeah. Imagine iTunes to be a very full nightclub with a one in one out policy. so every time yeah. we shove an episode in the front end one falls out the back end.
1: Yes, that's exactly uh, how it's working right now but I am taking steps to uh, remedy that and and create more possibilities to access old episodes. Yeah. Uh, hopefully that'll be done by the new year. I've got, I think I'll have some time coming up because I'm going to be dog sitting at, at some point. So I'm, yeah, I'm, we're we're working, working on a, on,
0: on a feverish plan to make that to make the the archive far more accessible and easier, especially for phone and yeah. and uh, iPod usage and stuff. Yeah. So <laughs> I there you iPod go, Anyone on Earth listens on an iPod anymore? I don't think anybody does. <laughs> I don't know. Everybody knows what you mean. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, Patricia. And finally, we got an uh, email from V Count Chocula. <laughs> uh, v Count writes, David and Dave, top billing oh. to you, Flora, tip of the hat. Yeah. Oh, you yeah. may remember I emailed you a few weeks ago expressing my temporarily displaced disappointment at the lack of King Arthur guy, which you were 100% right. Well, I've been continuing my death march through the Blurry Photos archives, which is exactly how I would describe it, uh, <laughs> at least those currently available on iTunes. Um, and I must say I was pleased to discover that he made an amusing appearance in the Morgellons episode. You are hereby forgiven. Oh, oh. crap, just take day- a um, That being said, I must admit to being a little put out. I was hoping to I was hoping to make my edicts of disappointment a regular, if amusingly vexing occurrence, <laughs> but you guys don't leave me much to complain about. Yeah, yeah. In fact, I think, the I think your Morgellons episode was quite well done. I appreciate how you treated the subject with respect to the victims who are suffering, regardless of what they perceive to be the cause. Well, thank um, you. Yeah, that's awfully nice of you. V. Count Chocula then goes on to tell a really interesting story. V. Count Chocula is a a, a judge who is responsible, among other things, for conducting probable cause hearings to decide whether or not to wish uh, you arrest warrants or things like that. Jeez. Um, and had someone come to them wanting uh, to request a warrant that would usually be issued by a police officer. Uh, and when he uh, or, or she, when when the V-Count Chocula, <laughs> which I'm sure is what it says on the bench. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're on the honorable Judge Chocula. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. Um, said, well, that's something more the police department that would deal with uh This person actually expressed a lot. They were very uh, saddened by that because they claimed to be the victim of gang stalking in that they were under constant surveillance by a group of shadowy people, sometimes considered to be the government or gangs or things like that. Mm. Um, Functionally, it's a form of paranoia. And, and this person had this problem and was seeking to remedy it through legal means. Mm -hmm. Um, Much like, you know, when we were talking about uh, people with more gallons, are seeking a a medical solution to what I think is ultimately a psychological problem. So very similar. Um, And I've actually run across this myself uh, in my old job. There was a woman who would call, and I'd talk to her uh, every few months or so, who believed that my boss was having her surveilled and assaulted by children. Jeez. So she would call and complain and say, "I'm, I'm, I'm calling the police on you. I'm going to have you locked up because your boss keeps sending kids to knock on my door and to follow me and harass me. And I'm, and I'm fed up with it. Get these kids off my lawn. Yeah. And so it's, it's this, it's this form, I think of paranoia that especially as, you know, things like hacking and, and surveillance are are more prominent news stories. I think is probably going to become more prominent. I think that, as as it these become more parts of our vernacular and so uh yeah i i've run across that myself uh judge Chocula. <laughs> and uh that's that's a, a really you know i'm i'm sure you feel the same way it's, it's kind of a sad story cuz you're just like man i i i can help you but you're not going to want the help i'm offering you're not you know you're right it's and it's and that's that's a difficult position to be in so you know maybe you know it is uh, an interesting subject and it might might be worth looking into you know kind of in the same vein of like harp or Morgellons, that kind of conspiracy belief that that you're that uh, an indiv- uh, that an individual has been targeted mm-hmm. by the government or by some shadowy group for nonstop round round-the-clock surveillance yeah yeah that's awesome oh and uh, the V count Chocula leaves us with this uh, did have a thought of an edict of disappointment. Now we know where these terms are coming from, from a law degree. (laughs) Uh, You left one major character out of your King Arthur episode. She was a pretty major character and an enemy to King Arthur who wished to cause him uh, to abdicate the throne by infecting him with magically infused nanobots. Her name was Morgellon Lafay. Ah, (laughs) well played, V-Count. Very nice. (laughs) Missed. Oh, and thank all of you for for writing in, and uh, I mean the reason that we are always behind is because we just, as much as I've I've said it a thousand times, we can't not read them all because we love them. So, you know, we'll we'll always come up with ways to try to get caught up and dig ourselves out of it a little bit. But thank you guys so much for writing. They they all do matter to us, and they do all get read. This, they do all get read. I vow. Yeah. Uh, so that thank you true. guys so much for that. And I read I them as guys, they come in. That's that's the yeah. thing. Yeah. 'Cause that's what we we just sit there hitting refresh all day. That's, that's what takes us so long to get the episodes out. <laughs> exactly. Uh so thank you guys so much for writing. I hope you guys have a wonderful holiday and or Christmas and or whatever season you want. Sure. Uh just just have a damn blast. You know? Get 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 Yule login. Get Kenny logins if you're into it. If you know that's him, right. get him. <laughs> If you don't know him,
1: stalk him. Yeah, uh, yeah. We got we got one more episode coming out in the air. That's Bullstone for December. Yep. And uh, yeah, then we're we're kind of. Um, I mean, we we still uh, you know because our season starts in March. So yeah, we we've got a couple more months worth of stuff. And don't forget that um, we're gonna live stream getting hammered <laughs> before recording the. Drinking episode, which is the start of season six, that will be yes. in March before St. Patrick's Day, probably the week in, before. In, in the week before. Or so, and so, in order to join that and, and watch us and, and interact with us because we take questions and we act like big uh, Jack curses, you should sign up to Patreon at the $20 level in February. Yeah. Don't sign up February 1st. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Sign up Isn't towards me? the middle of February. Just, Mark that down, and I'm not going to get any more complicated than that because it's it it's confusing and, and I don't I don't want to keep going on and on about <laughs> are, it. So are, are, you,
0: are you helping? Are you helping that right
1: now? <laughs> I'm trying to land it, and there's there's just a lot of turbulence. So, anyways, if you know if, if you want to join us and, and hang out, still until then, uh, go on and, and sign up. Anyways, we don't care. Mm-hmm. We we'd love to see you in the in that uh, live stream. That's patreon.com slash blurry photos. What else we got, Dave?
0: Check out our store, uh, blurryphotos.threadless.com. Last minute shopping ideas or like, man, what if what if you're surrounded by dolts who don't know what you like and you're like, I'm going to have to take care of this myself then. Then do it. Yep. Treat yourself. Treat yourself. <laughs> uh, also, you could check out for uh, a few of the designs are on our webpage. Uh, Which might be a little bit cheaper. Those are the actual things that we've had printed and have in house. So blurryphotos.org/slash store. Yep, you can find that stuff there. Uh, Get yourself a free audio book. It's the holidays. Maybe you got to do a lot of traveling. Maybe you got a lot of people you got to drown out. Uh, Get yourself one for free: audibletrial.com/slash blurryphotos. Yes. Um, You can also uh, check out if they're looking for things to listen to. Check out things that aren't us. The Chicago Podcast Cooperative has a wonderful pile of glorious podcasts. I myself have been doing myself the giantest favor of binge listening to Blastro podcasts lately. I've been really enjoying it. So Oh yeah. Uh I've been into that a lot. Uh Flora, what what what, what, what name a, a Chicago Podcast Cooperative podcast that you would recommend to the people? I'd recommend Improvised Star Trek. Yeah, that's a ton of fun. The crew of the USS Sisyphus a less enterprising starship. <laughs> but yeah, so there's tons of things to do things that are, uh, that you can pay for, or you can get for free. We've got them all on offer. And, uh, in the coming year, if you want to support us on the reg, uh, patreon.com slash blurry photos is a great place to do that. Just like what Flora was saying, not only can you get access to the live feeds, you can get our best of intros, best of musical intros, uh, tons of stuff. Uh, I think we have uh, phone ring, ring ringtones and phone sound effects, sound effects. God. Yeah. Yeah. Like, wouldn't you, wouldn't you like to hear those all the time? (laughs) (laughs) There's a lot of them because we make a lot of noise. Yeah. We make a lot of noise. So just tons of things you can get, uh, tons of ways to get them. So, and also you're supporting a couple of guys who are just being creative because it's fun. That's true. That's, that's worth it. Did I get everything? Yeah. Facebook, uh, Twitter, YouTube. Yeah. We love likes. We like loves. Yeah, I think uh, I think that's gonna
1: do it for this episode of
0: Blurry Photos. Woo! I've been the door sniffer, David Flora, and I've been Dave the bell schnickel tickler Stecco. Ching 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 ching, jingle bells,
1: Flora smells Stecco laid Bye.